Blog Talk Radio. of the shooting range i am your host jay miller and we're here live on blog talk radio we got a huge show for you tonight we got a tag team specialist not are going to be on with us to uh, answer some of your questions and talk about their career Uh, before we do that we have a few things to talk about uh the first thing is a huge event coming up this july in romney west virginia it is called uh, west virginia weekend in the hills it's going to be, I'm sorry, weekend in the country. It's going to be a huge show. Uh, and we're going to play you a little clip right now uh, and talk about that. Hi, this is Doug Stone reminding you to join us for West Virginia Weekend in the Country, brought to you by Dave Nelson Entertainment. Join me and other country music superstars July the 21st through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster or www.WestVirginiaWeekendInTheCountry.com. Hope to see you there. It's going to be a huge weekend. There's going to be a Saturday and Sunday. There'll be live wrestling events featuring some of the biggest names in pro wrestling, Demolition, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Sam Houston, and many more. Um, I'll be there checking it out. I I, uh Love to see all our fans out there as well. Okay, the second thing I have to talk about is something that happened last night, uh, and it involves not only the Ultimate Wrestling League, but it involves uh, the two people in our main event for May 6th at Wreckage, and that would be Carter Robinson and the son of Strong Style, James Dean. See, last night in Cleveland, Ohio, at an AIWF affiliate, James Dean attacked Carter Robinson. Uh, I've had the board of directors have been blowing on my phone all night over this incident. It's not conduct that we are condoning at the UWL. Now, the contract has not been signed for that match yet, so there's nothing I can do. As of right now, James Dean is still your number one contender. That has not changed. So May 6th, he'll still be wrestling Carter Robinson for that UWL title. But I will say this, once the contract is signed, 
the cause is in there that neither man can come in contact with each other prior to show date. And if they do, that whoever does will be fired on the spot, and the title shot will either go somewhere else, or the title will be awarded to James Dean if it is Carter Robinson that makes the first contact. At UWL, we pride ourselves on everything happening in the ring. We want everything to happen in the ring. The reason I brought James Dean in to face Carter Robinson for that title is because I didn't like the way Carter Robinson won it. I don't like the way Carter Robinson uses the commission to for everything, uh, to, to get the title, to keep the title, everything else. We don't like that in UWL. We want everything to be done in the ring. So, Carter Robinson, this is your warning that once that contract is signed, you cannot come in contact with James Dean. James Dean, this is your warning. If anything like last night happens again with you after that contract is signed, you will lose your number one contendership, and you will not be a part of the UWL anymore. I don't want to. I don't want a number one contender that's going to stoop to the level of Carter Robinson. It's not going to happen in my company. It's not going to happen on my shows. I told you last week that I needed you to get that title off Carter Robinson, but I need you to do it the right way. Because if we stoop to their level, then they win. So James Dean, as personal as it is, and I know it is between the both of you, this won't be happening anymore on my watch. And because there's such a hatred, my own officials, the UWL officials, refuse to referee this match. They refuse to get in there. They're afraid for their own safety, their own well-being, and I can't blame them. So there will be a special referee in that match that hasn't been announced yet. We will announce who that special referee is in the next coming weeks. Things are getting out of hand here. I don't know what to do as the owner. The board of directors is on my back. James Dean's on my back because I don't condone it. A lot of stuff going on, but uh, before we get to that, we're going to get Snot on the line. We're going to talk to them, and I believe they are on now. You there, uh, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the shooting range with Chris Lex and yours truly, John Pun, with our special guest, Dave Miller. How you doing tonight? I don't think that's how this works at all. Well, it doesn't matter That's what you're thinking tonight. When Snot's on the show, it becomes our show, not your show. Now that's in Well, we already have a caller on the line, so let me get this caller on, see what uh, the caller has to say. Uh, caller, you are on the line. Jay Miller. Oh, I my God. I be the bearer of bad news. And no, I'm not here to hijack your show. I'm all about hearing from snot. But let me make this clear, Jay. You brought me in for a reason. You brought me in to take the title from Carter Robinson, and that's what I'm going to do. And if I have to stoop to his level to show him that he is not the man around here, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And until the contract is signed, it's fair game on Carter Robinson. Ooh, that's a harsh word. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's looking for a beat now. It looks like there's going to be a new champion. But it sounds like the dog's hungry, though, so you might want to take care of that. Yeah, whoever has that dog barking needs to shut that dog up on the snot show. Well, then, um, once again, that was James Dean, obviously the number one contender for the WL title. Uh, he. So, anyways, we got Snot on the line. Are you guys still there? Yeah, 
Yeah, we're here. What's going on, Jay? How's it going, guys? Um, actually, in a few weeks, actually, I have the pleasure of working with you guys. Uh, we'll both be at uh, UCW uh, for their big show coming up, their anniversary show. Um, how you guys feel going into that? Oh, oh we're, we're ready, man. We've uh, we've been looking forward to working with uh, Ride City. For a long time now, the match is finally happening, and we just want to go in there and show everybody who we are and, and uh, what we can do, and that uh, we're, we're willing to do whatever it takes to uh, to get to the top and get our names out there. Even if it means we have to go through the fan favorites of Riot City, we're going to do what we got to do. Show everybody that we're coming into Pennsylvania, Dunbar, and we're not leaving until everybody knows who we are. And now, you guys popped up on my radar a few months ago. It seems like you guys are still relatively new, but you're you're making some waves uh, in the wrestling business lately. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of how you guys got together as a tag team and how you guys got your start here in uh, wrestling? Uh, well, um, I started training under Joel Maximo in 2011 at the Ludus Wrestling School in, here in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I just... I said I just started training under him and eventually working my way on the shows and started getting booked in other places. Really, that, that's pretty much how any anybody really makes it is by training. You start getting good at training. You work your way on to shows. You start working shows. Now you start traveling a little bit. And, you know, I've been doing it for about uh, six years now. And uh, I, I love it, you know, being able to travel. So that that's pretty much how I got my start. And as far as us tag teaming, uh John Pun over here, he's been my best friend for almost 10 years now. So it, we, we had that natural chemistry. We, we met through wrestling. So it was only natural that eventually we'd start teaming up. We've been teaming on and off throughout the, my, the last six years, but now it's like we're finally solid with work and traveling as a tag team. Interesting, interesting. Um, so you guys – your main area? What main area do you guys work in right now? Well, as you know, we are from the New York area, but we travel mainly out to PA, Ohio. We like to see new faces, different people that we're not relatively seeing all the time here in the New York, New Jersey area. So most of the time, we are out of out of where we live. You're from New York. Your accent doesn't give it away at all. <laughs> wow, you're the first person ever say that. Usually, I get I have a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, you do. So, um, now, you guys have been doing this for a while now. What what did you guys find to be kind of the hardest thing to adapt to uh, with wrestling? Uh, personalities, I would say. In my, in my personality, uh, it's so many different personalities. And it, it's Sometimes when you get all of that in one room together, Sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, communicate and, you know, uh, one person wants to, you know, feel a certain way about a match and another person. So sometimes it clashes. But then again, because of that, sometimes you meet someone with the same personality as you, with the same ideas as you, and it just clicks. Yep, I would say the same thing. Everybody has different attitudes, different feelings, so you have to adapt and adjust to how you relate to everybody you work with. That's true. Uh, is it? Have you found it at a time when maybe 
whoever you're working or someone on the show with you just wasn't, there was just no common ground there. There was no, you know, no, a good result with them because it was just either ego, pride, or whatever. Has ever that ever happened to you? Um, actually, when we first started teaming, um, out in Pennsylvania, there was a tag team that, uh, you know, I had an idea of, of a match that we could do where it get them over as faces, and uh, they weren't really cool with it, and they wanted to change the finish. They wanted to change everything in the match because you know. They thought we were jobbing them out, but I'm like, you get more sympathy as a as a face, you know. So they t- kind of turned it down, and I didn't really feel good about the match, but you know, I'm gonna do it anyway because that's what I have to do. So we went out there and we did what we had to do, and I didn't feel the match came off as strong as it as it could have. You know, I'm not saying I have the best ideas in the world, but maybe if we would have adapted some of my ideas into that, that's part of you know making matches. Your ideas with my ideas, boom, we got a match there. And uh, I just feel like they were trying to make it one-sided. And that, that seems to be the biggest problem, uh, you know, especially when you're kind of newer in the business. You, you have a lot where guys kind of just want to, uh, you know, not listen to you, not take your advice. They think, you know, everything being newer and all that. Uh, we're, we're usually coming from out of state to companies that have mainstay talent. So, People don't know us. People don't know how long we've been wrestling. People don't know what we can do. And, and they, you know, they, they try to big league us, I guess I could put it, and want everything to go their way since they don't know who we are. And we're coming on to their turn. And, and it makes sense in a way. Um, you know, it's – in this business, it's really doggy dog. You, you know, you kind of do what you feel like you need to do to protect your spot and business or in the company or, or whatever. Um, so you do get a lot of that. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of that going on. And I just kind of don't understand the whole my spot thing, my spot, my spot, my spot. It's in indie wrestling, really, it's everyone's spot. You know, it's like if you just do what the promoter asks and you show up, that that's your spot. Whatever spot the promoter gives you, that's your spot, you know? Uh, there were times where I didn't work shows. I was there to help out and do whatever I could. I didn't work shows. My spot was to help out with whatever else needed to be worked on, you know? This whole my spot, my spotlight is all ego, and, like, that's what separates everybody is the egos. And your spot is whatever the hell the promoter tells you to do because that's your job. Your job is to wrestle, and if you're working opening, work opening. Do your job. Don't Don't take away from the main event, you know? That is absolutely right. Um, now we talked about kind of workers, other people in the business. It's just you know you, whatever. Now what about promoters? Have there been promoters that you've worked for where you're just kind of like this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing? This is the dumbest thing I've heard. Anything like that? Um, I um, uh, we've had the fortune of not having promoters like that. Um, like we work with promoters where they're like, if you have your own ideas, you know, put it in there. Um, but I try to like weed out where I where we work, and I get to try to get a feel for the promoter to see where where they're at and see if like if it's something shady I should worry about. Or, you know, so we we've, we've had the the um, fortune of not having to go through that so far. Now, you know, everyone uh, talks about you know their great matches they've had. What are some of your guys' best matches you feel like you've had uh, since teaming up? 
All right, we had one at EWE. It was a tag team match with this team cause and effect, which I think was a really good match. We came out on top, of course. Um, those two guys, they, they, they were really good in the ring. They had good chemistry with each other, and we had really good, really good match with them. I can't say that there was really anything that didn't go as planned. It's one of my favorite matches. Uh, one of my favorite matches in the tag team with us would be uh, we, uh, we worked a, a Beyond Studio taping um, out in Massachusetts in November, and uh, we worked uh, with some guys from the Bronx. Uh, and, you know, um, I don't know, I felt like something was a little off in the match, but I think we, we pulled out, at the end of it, we pulled out everything we needed to do, you know, even with miscues and everything. So I, I do like that. You know, it was a chance for me to be looked at by Beyond Wrestling and, you know, hopefully, you know, put my name out there. And that's one of the most important things in this business, you know, doing the drives, you know, going some, – sometimes you go many miles for little pay, but, you know, yeah. it, it's all working to go to the end goal. And obviously, you know, the end goal for a lot of people is, you know – the uh, WWE, uh, you know, is that a goal for you guys? Is that an end goal for you guys? Or do you see you guys more Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling? Where do you guys want to go? Where do you want to see yourself five years from now? Well, honestly, my long-term goal for the longest is to become an indie promoter. But I want to do it the right way. I don't want to rush into it. I want to make sure I have the right funds ready. But that's my long-term goal. I've always wanted to be an indie promoter. I feel the best way to get into it is to run the business from the bottom up and do it the right way. And, and I know uh, in New York – oh, go ahead. Um, I would say my, my long-term goal, like, um, if I make it to WWE, you know, that's cool. That's, a, that's great, you know, but – I don't see that my end-all, be-all. Like, if I don't make it to WWE, then my life is crushed. No, all I wanted to do was just do what I'm doing right now, travel the world. You know, I do want to go to Japan, Mexico, Canada, the U.K., Germany. Like, I want to go all over. And if I could do that, then I'm satisfied. If, you know, I don't make it to WWE or TNA or, you know, whatever people call making it, then that's that's fine with me because my, my idea of making it is, However, I feel about myself and, and my future and my career, then that's how I make it. If I feel I'm good enough right now to retire, then, all right, fine, I feel good enough, and that's my own decision. That's making it, succeeding is all in your own mind. So, uh, you know, we, we I do eventually want to, uh, maybe 10 years, 5, 10 years, open up my own school and teach people. You know, that that's uh, definitely one of my goals, and for him to want to, now, now you said you guys have been friends for over 10 years now. Do you feel like that helps you as a tag team? Do you guys feel like that kind of makes you guys more in sync as a tag team, uh, having that long-lasting friendship that you guys have had? Of course, of course. It's like we know each other, what, what they're planning, what they're thinking before they even do it. I mean, the 10 years of friendship, we've lived with each other for about three to four years out of the 10. So, I mean, like, we, we were constantly around each other. We know each other in and out of the ring. I, I could I could be in the ring working with somebody and look in the corner and just look in his eyes and look in his, his face and know what he wants to do or what what's coming next, you know, 
we don't have to talk sometimes. You know, it's I, sometimes I tell the telekinetic between us. You know, we just know, and that that's through the ten years of, of friendship. Now, have you guys worked against each other? Uh, has it always been tag team? Um, when we first started out, um, it was on and off. Some some promoters would put us in tag team. Some promoters would have us against each other. And when we work work against each other, um, it, it, I, I feel we have the greatest chemistry. But I don't like doing it if we're already known as a tag team because it kind of makes no sense. It's like uh, you're putting these two uh, guys together, unless it's like something big for a big championship or there's a story behind it, but just putting us together as a, just to go one-on-one is, is ridiculous, you know? That just happened to us once. We traveled out to a company and when we were here, we were totally wrestling each other. And, and like, that we, we had the same exact gear, like, and it's like, all right, how, how do we do this whole big shield thing and uh, let's see how we're going to work it out. And I, I, just did, I just didn't like that. But again, you got to do what the promoter wants you to yeah. do. And you got to work and you got to do what you got to do. You got to be professional and do the job. And, and that's one thing I'll say I noticed about you guys right off the bat is you do what a lot of tag teams don't do. And you guys actually look like a tag team. A lot of guys, you know, you see tag teams, the gear don't match. You know, a, a lot of that's missing from these days. Uh, so big kudos to that. Um, you know, you guys have the match. Always big on, and uh, is the first chance I had. Once I was able to get my first pair of tights, you know, I had them custom designed. I was always big on custom. I don't want to have what everybody else has. I want somebody that made something that's my own. And I did that. And then when me and uh, Hunt started teaming up, people really wasn't big on the tights. And I was like, look, man, put them on. I guarantee you, you'll love. Once we take the pictures of them, you'll love how you look in them, and you'll feel like like we're a tag team. And, we got the same gear. We got the gear, kick pads, everything. We took the pictures, and we were like, yeah, we, we definitely could work as a tag team. I'm always big on you have to look professional. Yep. I understand sometimes come, you know, there's low income, and uh, but you got to try what you can. You know, yeah, you can use the Helooch and the high spot gear, and I'll never knock that because I started out with that, you know. And, uh, but eventually you, you got to think, all right, how am I going to get it? Uh, ahead in my career. I got to look professional. I got to act professional, you know? That's true. Now, uh, now both, did you both of you guys train at the same school? Um, well, we, uh, we went kind of different paths when we started out. He started, um, he was, he was going to ACE and, um, uh, FDW for a little bit just to pick up some training and, uh, I wound up going to Lutus. He wound up going out to the Bronx to train, and we would always, like, meet up. Uh, he'd come to train at the Lutus a few times, and we, we'd link up and we'd work together, and we really kind of had it separated until we started saying, you know, let's tag team together and take this for real, you know. And uh, we, we decided to uh, link up, and it didn't matter, like, where he was training or where I was training. It's all right, we, we know each other, we know what we can do, and let, let's put it all together. Now, at the Lutus School, how was your time there? Because, you know, I've heard different stories from there. I've heard horror stories. I've heard good stories. Um, how how was it there when you were there? Um, listen, I am, I am, that is where I got my start, and I will always remain loyal to Joel Maximo. That is my one of my good friends, one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me. He's like a father to me. 
So I, I can never say nothing bad. There are a lot of horror stories that are untrue or things that, you know, there's always, there's three sides to every story. There's two sides and then there's the truth, you know? So um, I really don't like to talk about that because, you know, uh, people, I don't want my words to, people to take my words. They think I'm, I'm saying something that I'm not. Um, but for me personally, it, it was a good time, you know, um, that I learned pretty much everything, everything legit that I know from that place. So I, I can't ever say a bad thing about it. That's, you know, that's a very commendable thing. A lot of people, you know, they go out there and they burn their bridges and they don't care. It's really not a business where you want to do that. Don't get me wrong, man. Um, Don't get me wrong. I've burned my bridges. And, uh, you know, now that I'm a little bit older and I'm looking back, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have, but whatever. I I did. And if those bridges ever open back up and get rebuilt, I don't, you know, I'm open to it. It's whatever, but... Again, like people have to understand, when you get, I was always a, a big on, uh, you know, people who give you your start and give you the ball, you know, you know, that's who you run with. And it's just like uh, in, uh, in high school, I played football. You listen to your coach, you know, you say loyal to your coach. Your coach guided you. He, he trained you. He puts you in there. He teaches you your plays. That's who you remain loyal to. And you always give thanks to him. And mentality is just respect. You know, I lived with him. We, uh, not many people know about this. Maybe, maybe people do. We all lived, most of us at the Luders lived together. You know, we lived in the gym, and we made it work, and we survived through it, and we made ends meet, and we became what we became. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's like we provide a good wrestling for the wrestling fans, and isn't that what this is all about? Whatever we do, whatever we say, at the end of the day, fans were coming to see us, and we were giving them a good time. And that's all that matters. And that is correct. Um, so we talked about, you know, some of the uh, opponents you worked. Now, who's who's the team that you haven't worked that you guys would like to get in the ring with? The Ugly Ducklings. Lance Lude, um, Rob, Rob, yeah, Rob Killjoy and uh, Kobe Carino. Oh, yeah. man. I, I, would, I would love to work. We would love to work them. We, we actually have a third guy that we're bringing in. Uh, at UCW at the anniversary show, so we have we have a surprise new member of the group that you guys. Yeah, we can get it some trio faction. Who do you acquainted with real soon? Um, Goldhand, Goldhand from out here in New York. I love I love to work them. My uh, train with Mikey, you know, I came up with Mikey, uh, a Whiplash. Um, who else do we want to face this faction? Uh, private party. Private party, yeah. I'm hugely impressed with them. Yeah, there's a lot of talent out here in New York. In the last few years, it's just been a boom out here, and it's just raw talent. And also the super savages. And it's kind of funny. Uh, in a few weeks, we're going to have the Ugly Ducklings on, uh, on the show as guests. You never know. Maybe we can uh, get something set up. In the future, maybe bring that here to Ohio and get Snot versus the Ugly Ducklings. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'll tell you a funny story about the Snot and uh, the uh, Ugly Ducklings have a little um, have a little link uh, in Lance Lude. Uh, when I was uh, the Snot had been formed originally, and then um, we threw it down, and then uh, I brought it back, and it was uh, me, 
Asriel and uh, Casanova Valentine, but originally it was supposed to be Lance Luce in, in the snot. But he had gotten injured, so, you know, uh, it, it wound up not working out. And then he wound up in the ugly duckling thing, which is a, I, I love the whole gimmick. And uh, so it's like a little link between us. And I'm like, you know, I want to work. I want to work with him. I know Lance for a few for a few years now. Yeah. Interesting. Is that I wouldn't mind getting that match down here for EWL. We may have to work something out for a future show on that one. Um, so I mean, you also mentioned the private parties. Uh, great tag team. I I've seen some of their stuff lately. I love them. Uh, you know, that's yeah. another team we're looking to bring in for you to go. You know, then that's one thing about me is I love tag team wrestling. I think I think tag team wrestling is a, uh, is something that isn't given the appreciation it deserves. Uh, do you guys find it harder to get booked as a tag team, being that it's not looked upon yeah. like it should be? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's much more difficult as a tag team, especially now with all those great tag teams that we're saying that's out there. It, it's just getting the reward. You know what it is? It, it's it's hard, like word of mouth and getting people. You know, like I would lo- I would love to tell Ramona, hey man, I got about fifty guys I know from New York that <laughs> that'll blow your mind. You know, and it's like, all right, how am I going to bring fifty guys out out here to Ohio or Pennsylvania or Maryland? You know. So it, it, that that that's the hard part is you know just getting these guys out there. That is correct. Um, now you also have a show coming up in Cleveland, uh, not that far off. You have uh, Cleveland Night Championship Wrestling coming out. Up, uh, how, you guys, how are you looking forward to that? Or you know, you know who you'll be working that night. Um, I, we don't know who who, uh, who will be going against that night, but um, we've actually worked in that same venue last February or um, February March for MAW. Yeah, for um, Maximum Assault Wrestling out there, and uh, okay. so I was like, same venue. That that's awesome, you know. Um, I really don't know much about the company, but uh, you know, I always have, when I'm going to a company, I I don't have really negative thoughts. I have positive thoughts going into it and. You know, um, there's, uh, I know they got a Lucha Underground stars, uh, Taya. Um, they got Lucha stars out there. So it's cool. Maybe it will be cool to network and see what happens. And, you, know, but, you know, we'll go out there again for more shows. That's the thing. I like to, you know, work with promoters and say, all right, let, let's see what we can do to keep us on here, keep us mainstay. One thing to travel from this place once. But what if I can come out here maybe a few times a year? You know? Yep. And it, it's a, it's a good company. I I can definitely tell you guys that. You know, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, you know, some very smart minds uh, behind it. Oh yeah, we definitely so, go to travel like we said. Look at it. Um, we're also in Tennessee in May. Yeah. And that's a thirteen-hour drive from here from Brooklyn. That that's going to be fun and exciting, also. And that's one thing I love about the business is the road trips. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it, exactly. especially when you're traveling with someone you like or with people that you get along with, you know. It, in, in the car, it, in the car you got to be ready for the, the plethora of Scott Steiner promos. <laughs> Scott Steiner promos, Backstreet Boys, and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. 
<laughs> oh, and the Randy Savage dropout. That, that is oh, you can't you can't have a road trip without Randy Savage. Oh man, that album is one of the greatest greatest albums ever made. <laughs> anyone that anyone that puts out a song to Hawk Hogan, it's it's guaranteed to go triple platinum. <laughs> Be a man, Hulk. <laughs> man, yeah, Randy. Doing the drive is fun. You got to get out there anyway. That's the only way you're going to get seen is if you're out there. So do the drive. Hashtag, as everyone does now. Do yeah, the drive. Bob, no, for real. Bob Evans, uh, Bob Evans, I look at his posts every day and I watch his videos and it helps me think of when I, how I approach promoters and everything. And I learned a lot from him. So uh, I give a lot of credit to him for uh, how I've changed the way I, I get bookings and like it's, it's like really if I was in their shoes I would want to what can you do for me though that everybody else can't do so that's what I try to put out now you know I do the craft you know um, I'll do ring crew you know you know we'll help out whatever we can we can you know to you know to help them and, you know, to oh yeah Bob, I think Bob Evans is definitely one of the uh, best minds in the business right now I I read a lot of his stuff too you know and he. he always has something impactful to say and something that I think anyone that is in the business, studying the business wants to be in the business. Uh, you know, that's definitely someone you should follow on Facebook uh, and, and learn from. Okay. I think, um, and like, go uh, ahead. The whole, the Facebook, and the Twitter, um, I mean, it's a gift and a curse, as you can see uh, this week. You know, there's a big topic, you know, out there because of it. But, um, you know, if you use it in the right way, it, it can be a total gift for, for professional wrestlers, you know. And, uh, you know, being able, like, how did I contact you, Jay Miller? You know, through, through Facebook. You know, I, I would have never been able to contact somebody that runs a promotion in Ohio if it wasn't for social networking, you know. Yeah. So it it, it, it kind of is much easier to get get um contact and network if you if you uh know how to use it and you use it correctly. Oh yeah, you know that's one thing I think about now. I was lucky that you know I'm I'm young. I came into promoting during the uh, social media era. You know where it's kind of easier to find talent. It just blows my mind how, you know, talent used to get booked or how, you know, people used to get found, you know, before the era of social media, um, you know. So it's, I'm sure before it's pretty, social media, I'm sure before social media, the majority of the indies weren't doing the drive because of it not being easy to be in contact with promoters. So most wrestlers were just wrestling local because... It, it was difficult before social media to get in touch with somebody in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware. I mean, but social media has definitely made it easier for indie wrestlers to get out there, get seen, and, and travel and, and go to different places that you normally wouldn't go on. I think that that's the main reason why I, I just keep doing it is because it's like where where in a regular nine to five job would I be able to go out to Tennessee and do what I love to do and, and, and watch what I love to do because I like to watch the matches too. So it's like 
wearing a nine to five would I be able to do that? And you know, if and I can go, make the money, and then to go travel in the city afterwards, and and, and then do the drive back home. I mean, like the traveling is one of the biggest it's a, perks. It's, of for me, it's the life experience. You know, the people you meet, the places you go. It's, it's a big experience that you know. I, if I ever have kids or you know, big grandkids, I could tell them, listen. This is what I did, you know. This is this is my life, and it was a threat, you know. And that makes sense. Um, you know, like you said, you guys are Tennessee, uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania. You guys are definitely out there doing the drives. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I'll be working with you guys in Pennsylvania at the UCW show. That should be interesting. Um, and you also talked about Bob Evans. We talked about that a few minutes ago. The stuff he posts on Facebook, the advice he gives. Who's some guys that you've worked on shows with that you feel like have given you very good advice, either veterans, promoters, or anything like that? Um, I, I like uh, Mike Krakenbush. Oh man, I could I could talk to you for an hour about Mike Krakenbush, man. I've been to every seminar Joel has booked him for. I went to. Um, it's never the same. I always learn something. I got invited out to go. Um, uh, be a part of a, a seminar with him, a training session with him out in Pennsylvania. And, man, uh, it, um, I had a concussion the night before from uh, I worked at uh, WXW uh, C4 out in PA. And I had had a concussion, you know. And uh, the next day I went out to the car thing, and I was like, listen, man, I have a concussion, but, you know, I want to do whatever I can. And he was like, all right, man, just do whatever you can. You don't have to bump. You don't have to do nothing, you know. This is more like character development. And I was like, awesome, you know. And the things I learned from him, he, he's, he's a great guy to start from. Um, who else? Uh, I, would, I would have to say Joel Maximo. Even though I never trained with the Ludus School, anytime I've conversated with him, I've worked Ludus shows, I've worked at FSW shows, that man, no matter what anybody would say about him, very knowledgeable about this business and what it takes to make it. I've had many conversations where I just picked his brain and learned from him. And I can say he's one that I've enjoyed and learned a lot from. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay Rios from the Team 3D Academy. Um, he's part of uh, Team Lucha. He, he's, he's somebody that I clicked with and found out that um, – I had I had lived in uh, Florida around 2000 and uh, I would say 2004 2005 I lived in Florida and he he had been connected he was coming down to Florida as I was moving back to New York and we actually uh, I went to the same high school that he did just at different times and we just clicked over that and you know I sent him my matches and got feedback from him and you know, so he's somebody I, I was I was able to pick brain with uh, Sammy Callahan. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, enough to uh, you know, pick the brain of a lot of people and uh, just adapt and, and use what they say and see how it, it works with me. Awesome, awesome. Um, let's see. And once again, if any of the fans have any questions, you can give us a call at 914-205-5332. We have snot on the episode. Uh, if, you said didn't you have hear that, that was, if you didn't hear Jay Miller, that was 914-205-5332. Or if you're from New York and can't understand me, 
then you could probably understand him. <laughs> yeah, it's like we speak uh-huh. another language here. When I used to live in Florida, it was uh, it was funny how like people would like laugh at the way I talk, and I, I think I talk normally, and I think they talk weird, and it was like they're like soda or pop, and I'm like, nah, it's soda, water, you know, out <laughs> from New York, not New York, New York. <laughs> Well, I've I've been to New York once and I don't plan on ever going back. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I was in the city, the traffic, the people is just it, it was no, just I, ridiculous. You know, Not you my know, type of vibe. <laughs> you know, those are all the same reasons why we we don't like being out here. Is absolutely right. My final resting place will not be in New York. I mean, I do plan on not living in New York the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, you're right about that. The traffic, I can say that's my number one. I hate the traffic here in New York. And that's one thing, like, it's just, I just, my, you know, as a kid, I always say, I want to live in New York. I want to live in New York someday. New York looks so awesome. I went to visit New York, and I'm like, I want to get the hell out of this place. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, AJ, let me let, let's switch it up here. Let let me ask you a question here. So, uh, Go I, ahead. Of people, um, what made you get into wrestling? What What was the moment that made you be a, a wrestling fan, and and also what was the moment that made you say, "I want to be a promoter"? Well, actually, um, for me, getting into the wrestling business was a lot of. Uh, I I grew up watching it. I loved it. Um, you know, I've been watching it since a kid. My brother watched it. My, uh, you know, they had it in the hospital, on in the hospital room when I was born. You know, it just kind of, it's, it's what my family enjoyed. You know, my dad used to take me to the shows all the time as a kid. Uh, you know, every time WWE would come to town, you know, WWF, uh, we'd always be there. I actually didn't even know independent wrestling existed until I was probably about 13, 14 I saw a show, uh, you know, I just happened to go to a restaurant. I saw a poster for a show that was happening at the high school um, that I used to go to. So we went there. Um, you know, I just, I love that. Um, and actually, actually, how I got my start in the business, though, was there was a local TV show uh, called Pro Wrestling Weekly. They used to do a live talk, all the wrestling news. You know, I started calling in every week, talking to them and all that, and uh, eventually I went to one of their training, well, he called it a training school, I called it fucking, it was, he didn't have a ring, he was training people on mattresses. <laughs> no lie, no lie, dead serious, he was training people on mattresses, uh, teaching us how to bump and all that. At the time, I was 15 years old, so I'm thinking, you know, all I'm thinking is, oh, wow, I'm learning how to wrestle, and this guy didn't know shit about what he was doing. Um, but I ended up going on from there to, you know, uh, learning from Eddie Insane, who trained some great talent, like Michael Tarver, who was in WWE for a while, uh, Carter Robinson, who's currently the UWL champion, all that. So that's kind of how I got my start in it. Um, promoting one, I just kind of got tired of going to shows and just seeing how I felt they were done. Horribly. I felt, you know, there's a lot of fly-by-night promoters I worked for, promoters that, you know, had the buddy system going on. Well, I like this guy, so he's, you know, and I didn't like that. I like, I think your talent should be. All these 
experiences that Yeah, we, we we've had some of those like all right. That, that Before we were trying to be all polite and shit, but you know, we like you Jay. So there there were a few <laughs> there were a few promoters that were where didn't have that buddy system sit where it got it's like politics I would say. And you know, uh you're told one thing and the next thing somebody doesn't like you or somebody doesn't like something you do and boom. Next thing you know it's not happening, you're not working with the company anymore, they don't want you to come back and 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 it's never to your face. We we've had through that. I don't wanna name names just you know, just because I, I just I just don't need the drama. But we, we definitely have promoters promoters like that that and that's why my ultimate goal is to become a promoter. And you guys won't name names. All the things that I feel are wrong with the way indie wrestling is ranked. Yeah, and and I agree. And, you know, I mean, you know, 100% shoot, you know, Carter Robinson is someone I consider one of my best friends in the business. But that's why he's my champion. He's my champion because he's a damn good worker. You know, I've been saying it for years. He's one of the best. He's unsigned guys. You know, I feel like he's out there. Um, you know, but when the time comes, you know, for that, that I feel like, you know, it's the right time to get that belt off of him. That's going to happen. It's not going to be like, oh, he's going to be the champion for 10 years because he's my best friend, you know, and that's, there, there's a company here in Akron, you know, I've, fuck, exactly. I've been blackballed everywhere, so I don't care. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. There's a company in Akron. The guy has been champion for two and a half years now or some crazy crap like that. And, and it's actually the guy that trained it's actually the guy that trained me on the mattresses. Um and he's the promoter, right? He's the promoter of the company. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely the promoter. well he he's not the promoter of that. He promotes his own company, you know, but he's pretty they he they use his reign at that company. They use all his trainees. Oh yeah. shit, bitch. All right, well. Oh yeah, you can say it all. Yeah, yeah. You would have to last week's interview is all put out there by James Dean because apparently he's a sailor. Um, but I mean, he in the guy to Belmark. You see, every every pitcher he brags about having a title, having a title is. I'm sorry, but titles don't mean that much when you're putting it on yourself. <laughs> oh man! Now, now, don't get me wrong. I think I think it's an honor if a promoter has. Uh, faith in you and a promoter feels like you're doing a hell of a job and he puts a title on you, I believe that's a big deal. If you're the promoter, and actually made a status about this on Facebook the other day, uh, if you're the promoter and putting the title on yourself, it don't mean shit. I don't care if you are the best worker. I like that. It takes away from the prestige of the boat. It's definitely does. One thing is, and it's like, what does it do? Does it boost yourself? Is your self-esteem low? So you need something to be like, you know what? I'm the champion of a wrestling promotion. Yeah. That I run. So I tell people to lose to me, and I pay them to lose to me, and they're going to do it because they're getting paid, and I'm the champion. No, no, he, he ain't paying anyone. He, he's not paying well, anyone. He ain't paying people. He uses his students to put him over. Oh, man. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> and my inbox on Facebook is already lighting up. You need to message me privately and let me know uh, what promotion that is so I stay away from that. Yeah. Oh, don't. Yeah. He, he, would never, he would never book you. You have talent. 
and my Facebook Messenger is already lighting up since I started talking about that. But I, yeah, it is what it is. He 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 knows he knows he sucks, and he knows he's only champion because he's a promoter. So I ain't too worried about it. <laughs> uh, I, I oh, what? Well, I got one more question about this guy. Is he the world champion? Yes, he's a world champion. He's never left Akron. Go figure. The world. I love when people do that. Like, they wrestle in one town for 10 years, and it's the world championship. Like, where have you gone outside of that little county? Like, <laughs> he went to Epcot Center one time, so it, it counts. <laughs> all right. So it's the national championship. <laughs> He's been all over. I'm still waiting for that universal title in WWE to be defended on Mars or something. Give it. Let it keep yeah, its right. name. First thing we said when they came up with the universe society. All right, let's see. Where were the universe they're going? And then once they land on the planet, it's the galaxy, man. Galaxy. I don't know if I want to see I don't know if I want to see Kevin Owens in a place with no gravity though. <laughs> just oh you just get all the heat on me. So let me get all the heat tonight. Damn. Um <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's one thing I'll say about. You did bring up. I happen, I happen to think uh, Kevin Owens is a good worker, y'all. I grew up. Oh, like, I love Kevin Owens. Stuff. Uh, but I think it's awesome that WWE that the whole like WWE look is starting to like that whole talk is starting to fade away because look, you got Kevin Owens, you got the Cruiserweights now, which which are making impact. So it's like that WWE look is going away, and it gives guys more chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Kevin Owens. I love Finn Balor. Uh, you know, guys, that people would say, hell, even five, six years ago, oh, you'd never be in WWE. You don't have the look. You don't have the look. And I'm glad that stigma is starting to go away. Samoa Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe, man. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah, Samoa Joe, and I, I big things coming from Samoa. Even AJ Styles, you know, Styles, a lot of guys just know thought they would see him in a WWE ring. Uh, you know, I was excited when he got there, and I think he's had some phenomenal matches. And I know John Cena gets a lot of shit, but I think John Cena and him have had some great matches. And in I think John Cena... Stepped yeah. He stepped it up in the last couple of years. And, and like, I, I, I'm I, not a mark, and I'm not going to, oh, I hate John Cena. He can't wrestle. He, he can wrestle. He puts people over. He, he does his job. And he does so much outside of the ring like that you got to respect the guy. He he definitely has a good attitude just towards life in general. You know, you really don't hear much bad about him. Yeah, man. He's, he's, he's the whole Hogan. He's drawing money. That's at bottom line. He's doing his job. He's making money. He's drawing a promoter money. If, if you want his spot, then you know what? His little uh, quote-unquote spot that everyone talks about, then make more money. Make the company more money, as much money as John Cena is. Agreed. And speaking of making money, let me uh, let me pay some bills here right quick. Uh, everyone, don't forget that it, coming up in Romney, West Virginia, is West Virginia Weekend in the Country Festival. There's going to be some uh, great music. There's going to be some great talent there. Uh, two nights of great wrestling featuring some of the biggest stars in professional wrestling history. Uh, the event goes on from July. 21st all the way to the 23rd. Uh, you're going to have guys there like Rikishi, Tatanka, uh, Mr. Anderson, 
uh, Honky Tonk Man, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Rock and Roll Express, Demolition. A very rare appearance by both Bushwhackers. Luke and Butch will both be there. Uh, you don't have to take my word for how good of a show it is. Let's listen to one of the talents that will be there. David Nelson, Florida Legends of Wrestling. Let me explain something to you. Mr. Anderson isn't just going to be part of your show. Mr. Anderson, Anderson is your freaking show. That's right. July 23rd, 2017, Romney, West Virginia. Virginia. I'll see you there. It's going to be a great night of uh, action, a great weekend of action. And you can get your tickets online at Ticketmaster or at West Virginia uh, Weekend in the Country.com. Uh, and it's all brought to you by Dave Nelson Promotions. There we go. Okay, I paid that bill. So let's get back to just talking about everyone. That sounds pretty interesting. I think we're going to take the guy. Uh, it's going to be a huge show. It's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, Ivan Koloff, or I'm sorry, Nikita Koloff's going to be there. Ivan Koloff was originally scheduled to be there, sadly, uh, you know, with him passing not that long ago. A sad situation when Nikita Koloff will be there. Lex Luger will be there. Uh, pretty much a who's who of wrestling legends. Now, and I'll, I'll shoot you guys uh, the promoter's name. Maybe you guys can get hooked up on that and get on the show. It's going to be going to be a great weekend. That would, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, man. We'd love to take the drive out there. So, and now let's talk about the UCW, the big anniversary show coming up. A few weeks ago, we had uh, the owner of UCW, Chris Payne, on the show. Uh, you guys were taking on Riot City's Most Wanted on that night. Uh, amazing tag team, you know, from ACW there in Maryland. Um, are you guys worried at all? Do you guys, how do you guys feel going into this match? No, no you see, we are very confident. We know all about Riot City. We know all about the championships they've won. We know all about their popularity. We know they are a great tag team. They are a force to be reckoned with. Quote, unquote. But we're not worried. We're going to go into that ring, and we're going to do what we do. And we're going to win. Because in the end, not, not always, always win. win. We're going to make believers out of the fans. We're going to make believers out of Chris, Mr. Promoter. We're going to make believers out of Riot City. And that's, gonna be that's the attitude to have. Let, let, uh, there's a little history there between uh, us and Riot City. Damn, this history was us and a lot of tag teams. Um, I'm trained by Joel Maximo. Nick is uh, trained by Ruckus. And for those that don't know, Black Album SAT have traveled down the same roads we have, and they fought up and down during the early 2000s, and they pretty much raced the end of the wrestling team. For me, this is kind of like, all right, this is kind of like destiny. This is, a, this is our legacy, and, you know, it, it's just going to keep going on, and now it's our chance to, to keep that rivalry going. And that's that's going to be interesting. I actually can't wait to see that. Uh, uh, most likely I'll be uh, the, the referee in that match, so it would be nice to get that little up-close look at everything. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. – just, just, just don't get in our way. 
<laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> I try my best to stay out the way at all times. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk in, 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 you know, UCW that I'm not a biased and fair referee, but obviously that's just coming from, you know, people that can win anyways and they, they want to try to blame oh, it on you. Know, I think you're great at what you do, you know. You know. You're, you're, one, you're one of the man that calls it straight down the middle. You're one of the best out there. I agree. I agree. I, I don't do it that often, but when I do, I do it perfectly. You know what? You, you, you know, pre-match, we, we have a pre-match game plan. And, uh, you know, of course, if you, if you need to hear about it because you're a referee, you know, you're more than welcome to come in on our pre-match game plan, you know, just to make sure everything goes right. Yep. And, and don't forget, you know, Check, check out tights. Make sure we don't have no secret weapons hidden on us. You know, we are from Brooklyn. We're from New York. You know, you never know what we have on we us. Know, we, we might have a trash can down our drawers. <laughs> the steel trash can. Somehow, <laughs> magically, we pull it out. Big ass trash can. Boom. Ref didn't see it. The only, thing, the only thing I look for when I search guys is cash. So, outside of that. Well, yeah. we're definitely going to have to talk, you know. You know. If it's cash you need, it's cash we've got. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you you won't offend me with a second envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we won't. You know, the green speaks, greens talk. But you know, I just I'm looking forward to to getting the ring of Rice City. This is our first match with them, and I'm sure we're gonna have many more this year with them, and. and this is just going to show them that we're not to be taken lightly. We're not and I'm definitely looking lightly. forward to it. And, and, and I know you should have you. Another thing they have to look out for is we got a little surprise. We have our third man coming in, and I know who it is. Hun knows who it is. Nobody else knows who it is. And right, right City, damn sure don't know who it is. Even my 10-year-old son knows who it is. But that's as far as it goes. It isn't your ten-year-old son, is it? No, 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 no. He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. But in a few years, he'll be ready. Yep, in a few years, he he will be in school. We'll have him in wrestling school, and he's he's going to be the future on the independent scenes. Now, is, is that something? I know a lot of guys that are in the business say they never want their kids in the business. Is that something that would make you proud if your son did come to you? You know, in six, seven years. Dad, I want you know teach me. I want to learn this. I want to I want to do what you do. Definitely, because it's, it's all I already tell him. It's all his decision. He already asks Chris and I to teach him all the time. So we're already teaching. He can lock up better than half the people you see in training. <laughs> I mean, like, so he's already huh? learning the basics, but it's still going to be ultimately his decision if he wants to go further once he becomes of age to join a wrestling school. It probably locks up better than half the guys that are actually in rings on shows, but that's a different <laughs> topic. Yeah. Um, the, it's, it, Ohio's horrible. I'm, you know, the, you got some good promotions, you know, uh, Cleveland Ohio, night championship Ohio. wrestling. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. Cleveland night championship wrestling, it, they have some great talent there. I, I, I can also know. say that the, the, the fans aren't the brightest out there in Ohio yeah. either. Uh, Whoa. Well, you know, we're not, you know, 
scumbag nation of today, so we're really not out there to make the fans happy. So I can yeah. say them in Ohio, they, they, they're not rolling with everything up in their brain. We we we, we, we call them. Yeah, we, we do. They, they're like little minions. They run around here. We gotta get the tickets. We gotta get the tickets. No. Oh, we don't like the snout. We don't like the snout. We gotta get the tickets. Don't buy their shirts. We don't like the snout. Don't buy their shirts. They got a lot of shirts. Don't buy them. We don't like them. And they're running around like little, like little, little minions. dubby minions. I, I know you guys have all seen Despicable Me. They look like little green minions running around. Yellow minions. Yellow minions. My fault. My fault. Yellow minions. And that makes it well. You know, Ohio doesn't get the title of heroin capital of the world for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That is an awesome fact. So I, I guess I know what crowd I'll be dealing with. Oh yeah, you know, you know, if we don't have at least two ODs on, uh, you know, during a show, it, it's not a good night uh, attendance wise. It's not an eventful night. Uh oh. Yeah, it's live live PD is going to be coming. Yeah. <laughs> most states make most states make you have you know paramedics on standby standby for the wrestlers in Ohio. You need them on standby for the fans. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> and that's what oh, I mean. And that's uh, that's another thing is you know every area has just a different set of, a different kind of fan base. You know, in Philadelphia, New York, you get the rowdy. You know, pretty much the smart marks. In places like Ohio, you get what I call the wannabe smarks. You know, people that think they know the ends, but they'll be the same people that, you know, they'll sit there for three hours and tell you how there's been five different canes. You know, that's the kind of fans you have in Ohio. They think they're smart, but they're really not. You know, on on a serious note, like, what what I don't like is you sometimes you get – obnoxious, overly drunk fans, and it just ruins the show for everybody, you know, and it's, understand if, if the venue serves beer, you know, know your limit, and don't ruin the show for the rest of the guys, and don't, don't ruin the show for the, for the workers, you know, you make it hard for them to work when you're belligerent and drunk in the crowd, you know, and at indie shows, you know, there's really no security, you know, there's really no, nobody like WWE will take, escort you out the building, and so it's, sometimes you have to deal with that, and that that's something that I really hate, you know, because then if if you're the type of dude, like, I, if someone's belligerent drunk, like, I, I don't have a temper. If I hit them, I'm wrong. But they're belligerent drunk, ruining everything. Yep, because we're on the other side of the guardrail. If we were to touch a fan, we're in the wrong. So that that's where it does, does get get a little, you know, out of control. And, it, you know, a lot of fans, you see, and you see it time and time again, you know, a lot of fans just don't really uh, know their limits, either drinking-wise or, you know, it, it's okay to scream. You know, guys, we encourage that. You know, we want the crowd to be hot. We want the crowd to be into the action. But yeah. there, you know, there, there, there's that area that you don't cross. There's that area, you know, that you, as a fan, you just you don't touch the wrestlers. You don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff you don't do as a wrestler. And as a wrestler, you have to have a thick skin because I see a lot of guys that yeah. – let let you know let the fans get them out of their element by some of the stuff they say, you know, and you gotta mm-hmm. kind of let it just you know slide yeah. off your back. When I see it, when I see a fan trying to like be obnoxious and then try to talk me down, the simple thing is, and they always hate this, and I love saying it is okay. That's why I go to the back and get an envelope, and it's got your money in it. So thank you. 
You know, it's like, if you want to be a dick, I'll be a dick. Thank you for paying me tonight. Yep. And, and that, you know, and, and, you know, not to degrade fans because, you know, if it wasn't for the fans, none of us would be doing this podcast right now, you know. So, I mean, it, it's, it's great like, to have fans you're, you're, at the same time. Show, you're paying for a show. Enjoy that show. You know, get your money's worth out that show. Don't disrupt the show. Exactly. And, you know, and I, I've likened it before, you know, having this conversation with people kind of like going to a museum. You pay to get in the museum. You're not allowed to touch the paintings. You know, you cannot be happy with the paintings, but you can't touch the paintings. You can't try to change the paintings. You got to let, you know, what the artists did, they did for a reason. And, you know, and as a fan, you should respect that. Exactly. That, that was that great. Yeah, occasionally I have a good one that I'll roll off. Yeah, we, we see on your posts on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes. I have knowledge, and sometimes I just want to post random memes about Paige's sex tape being released. Huh. Yeah, yeah. We, we see that that's the talk of the town. Yeah, that's, that's the talk of the town. Like, I have my, my – I really don't, like, feel I should talk about it, you know, because I'm a worker, and you have to think about, you know, that it's not like she put it out there or anything. Yeah. Someone it, – it's yeah, happy to stop the whole world just talking crap. I mean, if, if that was me, I'd want my sex tape out there, but if... Uh... Hey, I mean, if it, if it was me, I'm, I'm taking all the publicity. Hey, Brad Maddox is more important now than he's been in the last three years, so I'm... You know. It definitely made him relevant again. Yeah, it definitely made him relevant, and it definitely got him a lot more booking. But, like, for people that, you know, like, people who are workers, and they're just completely, like, getting in and, like, bashing, it's like, you know what? You're a worker. You speak professional enough. Like if you have your own opinions, talk about it out. You know, uh, uh, to your to your friends, peers. Don't keep it on social media. You know, don't disrespect the business like that. You know, because that's what you're doing. Is she, she, whatever she does in her personal life, you know, that's her personal life. Leave that alone. What I do in my personal life is my personal life. You know, I, nobody should have any input on that. And, and the way I look at it, you know, Paige did nothing wrong. Uh, Brad Maddox did nothing wrong. Xavier Woods did nothing wrong. They were exactly. 3% adults. You know, no one did anything yep. wrong. The only person that did anything wrong was who leaked the video. Um, you know, so yep. interesting, though, to kind of see what what the aftermath is going to be of all that um, because, you know, WWE is very kid-friendly these days, um, and that was yep. a very unkid-friendly thing to be released. Yeah, but it's not like it, it was released by them. By Paige or by anyone under contract. Um, yeah, because look, Seth Rollins still has a job after his penis pics were, were let out. You know, so, I, I mean, we actually had I had that debate with someone, you know, but there, there's a difference between a, a penis picture and then a full blown, you know, Brad well, Maddox. Yeah, yeah Brad Maddox right up in, you know, in the action with the camera. <laughs> And he he purposely put his face on the camera at, at the end, so everybody knew it was him. So as you, as, as everyone who is listening knows, we have watched it like just for research purposes. <laughs> but I, the only thing I'm gonna say about that subject, it, it looked like Brad Maddox was more interested in Xavier Woods when he had the camera in his hand. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, are we shooting now? I'm so glad Maddox and Paige both were more interested in the game. Listen, people do what you do, you know. In in today's society, you can do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. Like, 
there's, there's everything from transgender to what is that trans? Was that trans animal thing? When you're like, when you think you're a cat or whatever, like trans species. There we go. Like that's a new one to me. You know what? Just fuck whoever you want. <laughs> Not whoever you want. Let me hear. Parental advisory. If they're under 18, please do not fuck them. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. If they're under 18, no fucking. Let me get so my lawyer 18, on the phone. No. Yeah, they're, they're under 18. They should be in bed by now. At, yeah, 9 at 9.08, it's a school night. Get to bed. Read a book. Do something. Don't listen. Write an essay. If you're under 18 and listening to this podcast, then you have no future anyways. And most likely you're a virgin anyways. So we're (laughs) going to end up in your mom's basement. And then you're going to take over the house when she passes. And you're still going to stay in the basement, though, because that's what you're familiar with. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, for for those those living in the basement, the. Uh, views and opinions are not of uh, the shooting range. They are extremely a snot, so you should go out and tell them how much you hate them by buying their t-shirts just so you can rip them off. Yes, our t-shirts will be on sale March 31st. You can actually buy them online. Yes. Too, now. I, got, I got this, this new thing called PayPal. It blows my mind. I got, I got PayPal now, so I can make orders online. New age. Yep. Social media. <laughs> Pay- <laughs> PayPal, I'll have to look into that. Never heard of that. <laughs> I, I just made a MySpace last week, so I'm you know, I'm catching up. Oh man, I was on MySpace two weeks ago. We, yeah, walked, we, we were both looking through old pictures and stuff, man. I couldn't believe that I, I was I was able to crack the password. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Well, I completely forget my password, but I go on there every once in a while just uh I actually have a video on my MySpace of actually me uh wrestling at a UCW show from 2000 and, uh, 2007. It was like their second show ever. And the, oh my, it was the drizzling bits. <laughs> not the show. Not the show. The match was the match. Well, here's, okay, here's what happened. happened Let's get into that this. Happens more often than people like to admit. They have drizzling shit matches. My first match was the drizzling. You, you were in it. You, you were the drizzling shit. Yeah. Oh man, I can. Oh. For some reason, I take a hit. I did a botched hit toss. Um, I was given the softest punches. Like it was horrible, horrible. That was ECPW where you had you had got involved in my match, and the yeah. rest didn't do anything about it. Do, just let you come in and hit him. You wrestled Andrew Anderson. Yeah. And he ended up kissing my wife at the end of the match. Oh yeah, yeah. And I wrestled uh. Kid Cash Camacho, whatever his name was. Yeah, and we ran like some three-way match. Right? Oh, it was a three-way match. Yeah, all right, yeah. So but I'm, he's in the uh, ring while I'm wrestling. The rest doing nothing about it, and I'm like, should he like get and you juggle something? And, uh, and nobody's saying anything, so I'm like, all right, I guess we're just gonna do a two-on-one. And then, and then laid one on, on. She was my girlfriend at that time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she was yeah. still my girlfriend at the time. But my wife now. And uh, it's funny, you know, promoters. Some of the stuff people send me, some of the matches they send me, like you know, I'm, I'm interested in book and watch this match, and I watch the match, and I'm like, 
how in your right fucking mind did you possibly think that this is the match that's going to get you booked anywhere that yes, isn't yes. in grass? See, that's why I, I always, when I send footage, I always ask for the feedback. Because it's like, all right, let me know what, what you like, what you didn't like, what I need to work on. Because if I want to work for you, I want to know what you're looking for. Tell me what you're looking for. And if I fit that, then let's talk, you know? If yep. not, tell me what I, what I need to do. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's funny, uh, you know, talking about that UCW match that's up on my MySpace, which I will not be giving the link to because I want that video to die a horrible death. Um, uh, I'm just going to do a Jay Fellow search on Facebook, uh, MySpace and see what pops up. Yeah, don't, don't do a Google search. You may find my page sex tape. Um, oh. oh, man. I don't want to. Um, but the guy, he did. Uh, he try, uh, the, the finish was supposed to be he was going to do a line insult. He does it. He completely messes it up. So, you know, of course, he goes to do it again. Completely messes it up. So he does it a third time. He still messes it up, but I hold him on top of me and just like, fucking pin me. Stop trying to do this move you can't fucking do. The referee counts three. I don't move at all. And the referee jumps up and says two counts. He says it's a two count. So the, the the whole end of the match is blown. And I can't say anything to the referee because he's deaf. The referee is legit deaf, so I can't it can't we can't relay any messages to him. I mean, um, I, I understand, you know, everybody deserves a job and, and needs to work, but if he can't hear, I don't think he should be wrestling. It's like Joey Kelly, you got to talk into the kid here. Well, you know, and that's a funny thing because, you know, uh, there's a guy, he's pretty much a local legend in the Pennsylvania area called Lord Zoltan. See if I can say that right. Lord Lord Zoltan. And his son is deaf. You know, uh, Zoltan used to do a bunch of benefit shows for the deaf school and whatever. Uh, But his son's a referee. His son's deaf. But his son, I guess, I don't know if he's just growing up around the business. His son is a damn good free for being deaf this guy that we had on this night i think they found him on the street and it's like hey can you fit this referee shirt get in here yeah he was wearing jean shorts (laughs) his referee shirt wasn't tucked in that's one of my biggest pet peeves if you don't look like a referee don't referee um yeah he's wearing jean shorts his his shirt was untucked right and and he Iron Man the whole show. He refereed every single match on that show. Oh God! He was the only referee yeah. they had. It was. It was UC, UCW, uh, you know, has come a long way from then. So you know, don't hold that against them. That was we, ten we years that. ago. That was at the beginning. We know that. We know how. It's, how, it's a how great company started. now. We know how it is to start off. You know. We, and, and the funny thing is, out of. Out of the three people in that match, uh, me, the guy that messed up the line saw multiple times, and the referee who completely blew the entire finish, uh, I was the one that was never invited back until last year. So <laughs> go figure how that works. <laughs> but at least you're back. And as you said, it is a great company, and this 10 year anniversary show is just going to be phenomenal. Especially oh, it's going to be great. And when we go into Riot City and we burn it to the ground and we silence the fans that are going to be cheering for these guys, 
And I'll tell you, you're going to see a lot of that. Riot has a huge following at UCW. Uh, they're, oh, they're, we, we, oh, we know, we know all about it, and that's not something that's that's not going to phase us. The crickets when we come through the curtain isn't going to phase us. No one is going to know who we are. I don't think the fans look up who the snot is and seen any of our past footage, but it's all right. Once we step into those ropes and we lay the beats on Riot City, then they'll know who we are. Sounds uh, pretty confident about what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're wrestling is about one thing, winning. 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 They can do all the cool stuff they want. They can have the fans cheer for them. At the end of the day, it's about winning, and that's what we're going there to do. To win. Simple as I always that. thought it was rough. Win. We're not going there to be flashy. We're not going there to do all these flippy, flippy moves and and, and, and try to get the cheap pop. We're going there to kick ass and win. I should make a status about... Uh about that, you know, not needing to do flips, just tell a story. I should make a status about that. Yeah. Uh, yep. We're going to tell a story, and the story is going to be Snot Beach Pride City. In their, in their, in their home turf, so to say, you know. Yeah, you know, they, it's they, their fans. They, they got the home field advantage. Right. But that sounds like a great story to me, Snot Beach Pride City. They should turn it into a movie. After we be in it, into a full feature film. And Jay Miller, you could play the referee in the film. You get to play the I don't think they could afford me. It would have to be a pretty big budget film. It's going to be right up there with Rocky 1, 2, and 3. Yep. What about Rocky 4? Fuck Rocky 4. 1, 2, and 3. I guess that makes sense. We only like the best one. Yeah. So tonight I've been able we've been able to piss off uh promoter in Akron, uh deaf people and now fans of Rocky Four. So people people that live piss off a lot of people. People that live in basements of their mom's house. Yeah, the basement kids. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I always oh I never like lived in the basement, so it's like I always pictured the basement as like the place where you keep the kids that you don't want. Like the monsters in the basement. The deformed kids. And then you watch like an episode of South Park with all the kid, kids on the internet and they're all like little monsters and trolls and shit. And that's how I always pictured it as a kid. But <laughs> that makes sense. My, my my brother's room was in the basement, so it kinda makes sense. <laughs> You just proved Chris's point. Exactly. <laughs> so there we go. Luck, Boy, he luck, luckily, my brother does not listen to this show. <laughs> because then he would be somebody else we pissed off. Yep. He <laughs> would be on the list. We got pissed off today. <laughs> I hope Ryan City is pissed off. And Ryan City may be pissed off. Uh, or they may be scared. Who knows? Uh, they, I don't know about scared. They should be pissed off. The only time they'll be scared is when they realize after we get the one, two, three, that they can no longer beat us. Yep. That, that, that's when the fear is going to set in. Who knows when we will meet again, and then we're going to have the same result. We're going to step in the ring with Rice City, beat them again. And if they want, they can throw Vic Ramon onto their team because, like we said, we do have a third member also. 
And if if Chris Payne is listening, I uh, you know if you, if you can get in contact with that referee from my first match with you guys, I, I'd love to see him make a comeback. Oh, the, the, the deaf guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> referees need more jean shorts these days. Yeah, yeah man, bring it back. Nineteen ninety six. It worked for Stone Cold, right? My dad right. actually. <laughs> my dad actually used to walk around with. <laughs> With jean shorts that were like kind of like Stone Cold, but it was like way too high. And I used to hate walking around with him in a man. Oh, <laughs> that, that must be embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. If some way somehow you're listening, I'm sorry. But this is sh- shooting range. You know, shooting. I actually think my mom's on the line. You're, oh, hi, mom. Do you have any callers on the line besides us? That that that, that mm-hmm. Oh, uh. At the moment, we don't, but if a fan does want to call in, we got about eight minutes left. You can call in at 914-205-5332. Yep, 914-205-5332. I'm, I'm glad you had the number memorized because I'm still reading it off my screen. So am I. Kayfabe, <laughs> kayfabe. We, we do got about eight minutes. We do got about eight minutes left. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about that you feel like we didn't get to? Um, I don't know. Does anybody else want to piss off? Buy I mean, I'm down for pissing. I- <laughs> Twenty bucks. Come on. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. You get two for thirty. Large. Or two medium. for forty. Extra large. No, right. we'll give you a deal. You buy two, we'll give you two for thirty. Pay forty for two, and they'll just ship me the other ten dollars that you know they obviously don't want. <laughs> no, well, if you don't want the ten dollars, we'll, we'll take ten dollars. Yeah, you you don't want a deal? A deal? We try to work with the people. We know we know wrestling fans are broke and cheap and fat and live in the basement and go on the computer like little trolls. So keyboard matches. Um, they're still getting allowance, you know. Hi, mom. <laughs> I wish Hi, I got Jonathan. <laughs> My oh. name is John Pun, mom. Goddamn, Casey, Karen, Casey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that is my mother, Mr. J. Miller. That is my mother. It's a family affair today on the shooting range. Hey, Karen. So um, there's this question I wanted to ask, and I'm glad you you called. So I wanted to ask you this question: If Vicky, I've been on from the beginning, it was my dog that you heard barking. That is super awesome. <laughs> but I got a great question for you, Karen. But uh, what what would you say if if, if we came, me and Pun came to live with you again? Me and Pun, package deal, live on air. You and Do you want Pun. Us back? Do you want us back? What the hell is that? That's your dog, bro. That was your dog? Yeah, that's tough. Whining? All right, but yep. You got to answer my question, though. Do Do you want your, your son and and his best friend to move back home? We'll leave my, my son, wife. They, my, son. my son, yeah, but I don't know about more people. <laughs> well, why, why my people? Chris likes his family, though. He's not just people. He's my brother in arms. 
to you is your brother. <laughs> in all. But yes, Jay Miller, my mom is a big wrestling fan, and she does follow what we do. She's, she's not Didn't you see my me. other text to you that those were all wash-up people that he named? <laughs> the bushwhackers and all of them. They're too and old. she knows how to get heat. They're too old, you heard? <laughs> They're all washed up. All of them. <laughs> she, she, she just low-blowed the, the West Virginia show. <laughs> like, right. And there <laughs> goes Snot. And booked on that show. <laughs> My mom just ruined that one for us. <laughs> They're all too old. What are you talking about, the bushwhackers? <laughs> uh, at least your mom knows how to get heat. Yeah. I'm sure she can get heat better than a lot of people that aren't in the ring. Because people don't, they feel like they don't need to get heat. They gotta sell T-shirts. They can't get heat. She's a fan of wrestling. She's a fan of wrestling. She's not a fan of what we do, but she she does love the sport. So we keep her around for that. We keep her around. It makes it sound like we in the basement like that. That's what it sounded like. Here we go. What you into it? Basement heat. <laughs> Basement living at home with your mom. <laughs> well, apparently she don't want Chris around much. I, I, no, because she she has another roommate that already lives with her. Not and not the dog that you hear barking. So, well, we've had we've had four guests on the show today. We've had the team of Snot, uh, Snot's mom, and then Snot's dog. So it's, it's well, pretty eventful not, night. Snot's mom's dog. Snot's mom's dog. Snot's mom's dog. My dog has been by my feet this entire podcast and has not muttered anything. I always sedate my dog before a podcast. <laughs> food, food must do the trick. Yeah. Few roofies. Uh, I stopped by, you know, Doctor Huxtable's office a few uh, few minutes before the show and got some pills for him. <laughs> and then we piss off the Bill Cosby fans to end the night. There we go. There we go. Maybe. And we piss off Hun's mom, so that's another one. Please don't boo us. Come out there, please. Oh, please don't boo us. Oh, please. Please, please it, it sounds like it, it sounds like he's uh, finishing the call on a walkie-talkie there. I don't know. I don't know what just happened. Bad reception area. Oh yeah. Sometimes it, no. We 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 live in an area where sometimes we do lose, lose reception. It's hard to get signal in a basement. <laughs> no, I actually moved out of my mom's house. I'm not in the basement no more. I don't have a basement. <laughs> I'm on the 21st floor. Where's the basement? <laughs> oh, wow. It's been a night. It's been a crazy night. I've really enjoyed having you guys on. This has been a, a fun episode to have. Um, 
You guys have guaranteed that I won't be getting booked in the next three months. Yep, as you know, catch us at UCW. It's our next event, March 31st, Dunbar, Pennsylvania, Morrell Fire Department. We will be there. We will defeat Lyot City, and then we head on to Cleveland Knights. And whoever wrestled there, we'll beat them too. And then we go to Tennessee. And, and we'll we go to Delaware. Too. And we we'll beat them too. At and Tennessee. actually, for any, if any promoters are listening or hear about this, um, we are going to be in Florida from August 4th to the 12th or the 13th, I believe. Yes. And um, so we're, we're looking for bookings there too. And, uh, yeah, man, you can contact us on Twitter. You can contact me at Chris Rex, K-R-I-S-R-3-X. And you can find John Pun at J-O-N-P-U-N-N. Uh, you can search us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, the whole works. Family Vacation and right. Wrestling Show. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you having you guys, uh, you guys coming on. Uh, so thank you to Snot. Thank you to the mother of Snot. And thank you to sure. Mother Snot's dogs. I appreciate all <laughs> you coming on to the show and making an eventful night. Uh, Oh, and and and, and, th- and oh, don't forget to thank all the people that we just pissed off. Oh yeah, and, so, and if anyone was offended, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, you know, if you want to send any complaints, uh, the name to look up is uh, Chris Rex. That's K R I S R E X. Send all your complaints there, and I'll answer each and every one of them. So we have about four seconds left. Thank you guys for coming on, and we'll see you next week. It was your honor.